Have you ever wanted to discover what's missing in your life? Metaphysics is available to all and is part of your life even if you don't know it. Welcome to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. Together we'll explore the mysteries behind metaphysics and how to use it to have a deeper understanding and advantage in life. And now here's your host, Barb Crowley. Hi, this is Barb Crowley, and welcome to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Today, we're going to talk to Steve Burgess, one of the world's leading hypnotherapists and past life regression specialists. He's completed many thousands of past life regression sessions, helping his clients with a wide range of issues, uh, including phobias, anxieties, depressions, lack of confidence, weight issues, addictions, on and on. He is on the radio. He's been on TV. He has a YouTube channel. And uh, he has just written his second book, The Power of Past Life Regression. His first book, Famous Past Lives, um, came first. And then the power he wanted to show of what release you can get from past life regression. So welcome to the show, Steve. And first, I want to ask you to give how did you get into this? <laughs> I came into the profession in a very strange way, Bob. Um, I was a hotel manager by profession who eventually went into publishing. And um, the publishing company that I was a director of went bust, and I needed to do something fairly quickly. Um, and my father had stopped smoking using hypnosis. And my father was a scientist by profession, and he couldn't understand how had this worked. He tried to stop smoking all of his life. Nothing had worked. And then he went to see a hypnotherapist who laid him in a comfortable chair, relaxed him, talked to him softly about being a non-smoker. And my dad didn't want cigarettes anymore. And he couldn't understand this. It didn't make sense. His scientific left brain, he said, this does not compute. I don't understand. So he wanted to find out why had it worked. So he started to read about hypnotherapy. And the more he read, the more fascinated he became until he actually decided he wanted to train as a hypnotherapist. So um, he did some hypnotherapy training and got started working as a hypnotherapist just privately from home, uh, seeing people not in a big way to help them with issues. And then when my publishing company went bust, he said, well, why don't you be a hypnotherapist? So I thought, okay, well, we'll give it a try. I was very lucky because it, it was quite a natural thing for me to do. It was, I keep saying I'm a natural therapist in the same way that some people are natural sports people, some people are natural musicians. So it really fitted me like a glove. Um, and uh, I started working as a hypnotherapist, just doing standard hypnotherapy sessions using what we call post-hypnotic suggestion therapy, where we take somebody into trance and we feed the subconscious mind, the deeper mind, with suggestions to help them to change. Um, and that was what I was doing in my early days, the first few months as a hypnotherapist. And how did you get into past life? Refresh. Well, that was a quite extraordinary thing, Bob, because a few months into my career, I had a young man came to me who had a severe anxiety state, and he was probably about 24 years old, 
And he sat in front of me in my uh, chair in the office and he was shaking, he was stammering, he was hyperventilating, uh, he couldn't sit still. He had a really very severe anxiety state. And so I said, well, I said, how long have you had this for? And he said, well, I've always been a worrier, always been a worrier, but it's got worse and worse as I've got older. And then when the children came along a few years ago, he said, I just went to pieces. He said, I'm just anxious all the time. He said, I'm shaking. I've had to give my job up. I can't work. I sit at home in a chair, just shaking all the time. The doctors give me medication, which hasn't helped. In fact, it's made it worse. My wife is sick of it. She said, if, if I don't get better, she'll divorce me. She can't take much more of it. Um, and he was in a really bad state, Bob. I mean, and, and so I thought, okay, well, I'll do my stuff with him. I'll take him into hypnosis, to guide him into trance and see how it goes. And that's what I did. And after a few minutes, as he laid in my reclining chair and I started to talk to him softly about relaxing, he softened, his whole body softened, and he went into a really nice trance state. His breathing was calm and deep and regular. The shaking had gone. And I'm thinking, oh, this is great. You know, he's, this is helping him. Mm -hmm. And I'll just do my post-hypnotic suggestion work. I'll just give him suggestions about letting go of the anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. And then after maybe seven or eight minutes of this, all of a sudden as he lay in the chair, he started to shake. His whole body was shaking. And as he started to shake, he started to half whisper and half shout at the same time. And he started to say, hide. No, in here, in here, hide, hide. Quickly, hide the children. They're coming, quickly, hide. No, 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 shh, quiet, quiet, quiet. And then all of a sudden, he started to scream and writhe and yell, no, 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 not the children. No, 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 no. Ah! Jeez. And he just flopped down in the chair and was completely motionless. And I thought, what on earth is this? Yeah, you must have been terrified yourself. Well, yeah, well, I, I, I said to him, how do you feel? I said, he said, I feel so calm. And I thought, well, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, what, what was happening? He said, it was weird. And bear in mind, he's laying there with his eyelids closed. He said, I was... It was like I was in another body in another time. I was a man and there were I had a family and the, the Nazis were coming to try to find us and then we yeah. were hiding and they found us and they shot us all and killed us. Yeah. What was that about? So I said, well, I think you've been in a past life because obviously I knew about past lives. I just yeah. wasn't trained in them. How do you feel now? He said, I feel fantastic. I feel completely calm. I have never felt this calm in my life before. Wow. You know, Bob, his problem was cured in 10 minutes. And I thought, why do I know about this? This is significant. Mm -hmm. This is important. So I, I got some information from America about working with past lives and past life regression. And then I started to develop it to such a degree that I've done <clears throat> me so many thousands of past life sessions now, many thousands. I've developed my own 
system of working in regression, which I do train other therapists in, um, and which works for a wide variety of problems that clients bring. But that was my first regression client. I'll always remember that. I bet. It was scary, but what a learning. It must have been terrifying. (laughs) But how did he, because so many people don't get caught, even have trauma in past lives, but don't get caught in it. Any idea of why he got caught in it, why it didn't release after he died, I guess? I'm asking you a deeper question there. It's a big question. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I will say that most past life regression is about death trauma, is releasing mm-hmm. death trauma. And what appears to happen if we have traumatic deaths, for some reason, <clears throat> the energy of that death stays with us and we bring it through in our energy field in this present lifetime. And it's then in the energy field and it's just playing out over and over without us realizing. Mm-hmm. So we are reacting to that fear or that terror um, 24 hours a day very often, uh, especially if a person has a general anxiety state, or we, we are reacting to the fear in a specific way, for example, with a phobia. So if somebody has a phobia, that's a specific anxiety connected to a specific thing. And it's just basically that fear in the subconscious or the pain of the the past uh, death, which is just going over and over inside us. And the aim in regression is to release it to actually get the client better. So Mm -hmm. it's really about just releasing that energy. It sounds very scary and it can be very dramatic. And I've seen some incredibly dramatic experiences with my clients. But um, that one was pretty dramatic. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've seen, yeah. well, I've seen bigger than that, much bigger than that. <laughs> oh, now I want to hear one. Can you tell me one? <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, again, this is um, Second World War Past Life. This is a client who came to me with severe back pain. Mm-hmm. So um, she'd had back pain for quite a long time, and she couldn't find a cause for it. She was a young woman in her 30s. She had even had surgery. And they couldn't find anything wrong. They, they took her into the hospital, opened her up under anesthetic, couldn't find anything wrong with the back. They stitched her back up again and sent her home with painkillers. Um, and she was in pain all the time. She couldn't train, so she was putting weight on. She was unhappy in herself. And she came to me because... A friend of hers had been to me, and this friend was an alcoholic, and she was cured of alcoholism. So this friend said, Burgess may be able to help. But this lady with the back pain, um, she was no fool. She, she wasn't a, a very spiritual person. She was actually a magistrate, you know, in, in the legal profession. Mm-hmm. So when I guided her into trance, and her subconscious indicated that there were four past lives causing the back pain. Um, and I could see the look on her face when she's laying in trance thinking, what on earth is this bloke going on about? <laughs> but her subconscious then took her into the main past life, the big one of those four. And she relived a past life where she was a young Nazi soldier in the Second World War, a very naive soldier, a very gentle, artistic young man who didn't want to be part of the Nazi war machine, but his father pushed him to be a soldier. But he actually got a cushy job. He was part of a Nazi team that was going around Europe 
stealing art treasures and shipping them back to Berlin because he was he was he had an artistic interest, mm-hmm. and that was okay. But then things went wrong because he was then sent off to the Eastern Front to fight in Russia. And this was very unpleasant. So she then, or my client, he then was stuck in the snow about 40 miles from Moscow. And my client said, it's terrifying. We can't move. We can't get the supplies through. The trucks are stuck in the snow. Uh, We're not getting the petrol. We can't move on. There are Russian snipers. They keep attacking us. Um, And this this young man was terrified. But things sort of quietened down for a little while. And then this young man made the biggest mistake of his life because he was told that in a village, in a Russian village behind the Nazi lines, so they'd captured this village, in a church there was an icon that it may be worth looking at and stealing. So this young man then, without an armed escort, that was his mistake, He jumps onto a motorbike and he travels on his own about a mile to this village. And then my client, now again, I'm going to underplay this bar because it would blow your speakers if I really played it as big as she experienced (laughs) it. But I said to my client, so bear in mind, she's laying in the chair with her eyelids closed. She's in trance. She's reliving the past life. She's just talking to me about what's happening. So I said, what's happening now? She said, I've arrived at the church in the village. I found the church. I've got off my motorbike. She said, it's completely deserted. There's not a single person anywhere. This little tatty old Russian village with wooden buildings. Mm -hmm. She said, I found the church. I'm walking through the churchyard towards the door. And suddenly she went, ow! She screamed and she leapt about a foot, three feet in the air and crashed down back in the chair and started coughing and choking. <coughs> I've been shot. I've been shot. She's, I've been shot. <laughs> and then she took about 20 minutes to die. And then she passed through into spirit and was calm. Now, one of the features of regression work, which isn't fun, But to do it properly, we often have to go back through the death more than once to keep releasing as much as we can the energy of the death. So I took her back through it again. And this time, I mean, bear in mind, when that bullet went in the first time, she leapt three feet in the air. I hit the ceiling because I wasn't (laughs) expecting it. I made a big bruise on my head. Um, (laughs) This time I was expecting it. But again, when the bullet went in, she still screamed and leapt about two feet in the air. This time she took about 10 minutes to die. So we went back through it again. And the fourth time when the bullet went in, she just went, oh, and she was dead. Mm -hmm. And that meant that past life had been cleared. We'd released the death. Hmm. Now Now, that was very dramatic. And she came out of trance. She was shocked, but already the back was feeling better. She came back to me a week or two later for another session. I think the back pain was 75% improved. So we cleared the other past lives up fairly quickly. We did a bit of work on helping her to lose weight and and let go of some of the depression that had been holding her back. Mm -hmm. The back pain was completely cured, completely cured, as if it had never existed. Um. If you've gone through something that traumatic, like the first time she went through it, 
<clears throat> what if she had said, I'm not doing that again. I didn't like that. I'm not doing that again. Um, mm. Has that ever happened where uh, the patient or your client just refuses to re-experience such trauma? Very, very occasionally, but I'm sorry I push them back in because we have to release that energy. Mm -hmm. And it basically, if I bring them out too quickly, they'll feel awful. They'll feel really bad. And the whole aim of this is to heal people. <clears throat> so it isn't fun therapy. And it takes courage. It takes courage for my clients. I always appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But it is extremely powerful. And it isn't always as dramatic as that, Bob. I mean, these are these yeah. are dramatic cases, as you realise. More often than not, my clients are releasing tears of emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the most that's the most general way of releasing sadness. Right. Um, but sometimes we get these big experiences, and I have to just keep my client in it because mm -hmm. I know that when they are going through it like that, this will get them better. Right. Right. So they usually will go. You you go right back into it during the same session, or do if we can, them? yes, if we've got yeah. time. Sometimes right. we'll bring them slowly back and let go of the past life, and then we go back into it in the next session. Um, okay. And that's okay to do that in most cases. Now, why would um, because I'm sure in past lives we've all been shot, <laughs> you know, we've mm -hmm. all been murdered, we've all been had horrific deaths. Although we all want that you know just pass away and never sleep kind of thing um why do some people hang on to it and most people don't most people are able to release it after they die or before they're reborn any idea about that oh, there's i mean one thing is it's about the reincarnational aspect i mean it, not every past life that we have seems to ripen in this present lifetime so mm -hmm. the, the Buddhist phrase is things ripen from past lives in this life. So if we've lived many, many past lives, they don't all come to fruition in this present life. It's only mm -hmm. a certain of them, certain a selection of them, which will be causing us problems in this life. So the first thing is we don't have to we can't relive all of them in this life. It would be too right. much for us. Only certain ones ripen. But on the, as well as that, most deaths actually are quite normal, are quite natural, mm -hmm. old age, illness, etc. Right. Um, yeah. We don't always have these, well, we do have these dramatic past life deaths because that's the nature of being on earth. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not every time. So it is only some of them that seem to ripen in this life, which are the really horrible ones. Could be something that activates that fear, where the fear is kind of dormant, but something activates it can be yeah it, it can be a specific thing it can actually be um for example with my first client with the anxieties it mm -hmm. was the the coming along of his children in this lifetime right. which triggered off the anxieties from the past life where he was shot and his family was shot the chances are the children in the past life are the same children he has now in other words the the souls that were the children in the past life are the mm -hmm. souls of his ch reborn now as his children. So, of course, his subconscious is saying, in the past life, we had these two children and we died horribly. Oh, my goodness, we've got these same two children. We're going to die horribly because right. the subconscious the sort of just goes from A to B. It says, yeah, the yeah, same thing is going to happen. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. In a case like that, where uh, I call it activated or, you know, the same situation, do you have to cure this, um, the activation in this life as well? Or does the well, past life take care of it? 
That's a good question. Well, I, maybe I can answer that in a slightly different way. In terms of regression, regression therapy is about working on the emotional root causes of the problem, wherever they come from. So if a mm-hmm. client comes in with depression, with an anxiety state, with a sexual issue, with a lack of confidence, with a weight or problem, with whatever, 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 phobia, et cetera, et cetera, something has caused that. You don't catch that. You know, you don't catch anxiety. It's not like flu. Um, It's caused by something going on inside the person, in most cases, of an emotional nature. Mm -hmm. So regression is about working on the emotional cause. And the, the concept of this, the model of regression, is that all of our problems as human beings come from locked in feelings and emotions from past traumas. Mm-hmm. So regression means going back into those traumas to release the traumas so the person gets better. As a regression therapist, I work in three areas. This lifetime is the most obvious one. So obviously many clients, most of us have got emotional baggage from this life. Mm-hmm. And so as a regression therapist, I'm doing a lot of work to heal my clients' traumas in this life, especially childhood stuff, Uh, do a lot of inner child healing as part of that. Uh, I do rebirthing, so take the client back through the time of the birth in this life to let go of birth trauma. We can even bring in trauma from the time in the womb before birth. I remember one client who had a massive anxiety state, That was caused by when he was in his mother's womb, his father trying to abort him by punching him, is punching his mother in the stomach over and over. And in the regression session, he's terrified. He's this little helpless baby in the womb while this madman's trying to kill him. Um, So obviously we had to release that trauma. So the first area for regression is this life. Past lifetimes, most of us have got past life trauma inside us in some way not all but most of us and the third area are our ancestors traumas traumas we inherit from our ancestors in our bloodline from parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great etc 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 so those are the three areas but most of the work I do is past life work because that seems to be the type of stuff that most people come for mm-hmm. or, the, or the, 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 the universe sends them to me and we end up in past lives. Do you end up with the people who have gone everywhere <laughs> and not received help? And then it's like, well, now yeah. let me try past life or allow, now let me try something. Yeah. How many people come in that don't really believe in past life but are just desperate? Most people, most, most people that I see really? have no concept of it, uh, Bob. This is the, one of the accusations against past life therapists. All these people you see are new agey people. They have a mm-hmm. belief in this. No, they don't. They come because they have an issue and they need help and they are fed up of, of not being free. Um mm-hmm. And very often, as you say, they've tried everybody else. I, I'm, some people say, I'm, you are my last hope. I don't know what to do after this. Um, and so they come with an issue. They just want help. And often they're absolutely amazed when they end up in a past life. They're just, in English, we say gobsmacked. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, after the session, I don't believe in past lives. You don't have to believe. Your subconscious took you into that and it will get you better just by experiencing it. Although most people, I'll be honest, start to believe (laughs) in the concept. 
<laughs> most people start to believe afterwards because it's so powerful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, now, I, this is a weird thing, but after they're cured and now they believe in past lives, do they ever come back just to, well, let's go look at everything else. <laughs> what else? Who else was I? Yeah. Sometimes people do. You know, we've lived so many lives and some people become fascinated <laughs> with the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and along the way, they'll come and do more past life work. And um, some of the past lives are just neutral past lives. You know, there's not right. much trauma. It's just interesting. Some of the past lives are very positive and they can bring resources from a past life back into this lifetime now to help them grow in this lifetime now. Uh, and that's quite beautiful. So all regression isn't always about releasing trauma. Sometimes we can go in, sometimes we can go into positive past lives where we had strengths and resources that we need in our life now and we bring them through from that past life Um, and it helps us to grow and improve in this lifetime have you ever had someone who let's say was a singer in a past life and can't sing now can you bring that talent back in um i've certainly had a lady who um was a good singer in this life a jazz singer who went into a past life where she was a very famous jazz singer and um, she brought that talent back and it made her much more talented when she was on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I've ever had, I'm not sure it, is it possible if somebody hasn't any talent in this life and they were a good singer in a past life to bring that through and make them good in this life. I'm not sure. Um, what I will say is though that if if you're pretty good at something now and you've done it better in a past life, then you can do it better now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to take a break here and we're just going to, um, I, we have just gone through what is regression and a few examples of how it's helped. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about past life regression, how it's helped and a little bit about who you were in a past life and what difference that makes, how it impacts. So we'll be right back. One thing's for certain, life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today. Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. You are listening to Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to aviewthroughtheveil at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, and we're back with Steve Burgess, one of the world's leading hypnotherapists and past life regression specialists. And he's been telling us, explaining to us what it is and how he works. And now I want to ask him about some specific 
um, things that he's worked with. We have so much anxiety in the world, um, drug use, alcoholism, phobias. And I'd really like to ask, why do we have so much now? I mean, is everybody who had a bad reincarnation showing up in the world right now? Or why so much now? And is it tied into past life? Or is it just okay. the state of the world right now? Yeah, I think uh, there's a few, few a few possible questions there, Bob. Um, first of all, I think there's always been anxiety and unpleasantness and people suffering in some ways. But for most of the of history, people have just sort of had to get on and survive and just do the best. We're now living in a time where thinking about yourself and where these things come from um, and therapy are becoming very, very accepted. And so I think we've come to a time in mankind's career, as it were, um, our souls on earth, that we're now coming to, to a time where we can start to heal the stuff that's gone on in the past. I also wonder if where we are right now on earth is part of a great awakening of mankind. And we do often hear about this and read about this. And it does appear that there is a great awakening going on on earth right now. Mm-hmm. Um, people that seem to be becoming more spiritual, spiritual things are becoming the norm. Um, I mean, you know, I go back, just think in the 1970s, information on spiritual things wasn't that widely available. In the 1930s, it was hardly available. Mm-hmm. Now, it's available everywhere, wherever you want it, whenever you want it, because virtually everything's online. So we're seeing, for me, a, an, an opening up of spirituality, which I do believe is a great awakening. And is part, it, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. I was going to say, as part of that, I believe that we are now being given the opportunity to work on our issues and to work on the emotional baggage that we're carrying, which is keeping us being reborn time after time and keeping us down on earth um, as unfree entities, as unfree souls. Because when you are able to work on your emotional baggage and heal, you become free. Therapy sets you free. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot happening on earth right now, which is all to do with perhaps a great awakening. I know some people talk about uh, the age of Aquarius, which is now sort of coming in. Maybe it's something to do with that. But I think there's a lot happening for us as human beings, and it's a, it's a great time for us to to wake up now and to move on and to be free and to find mm-hmm. ourselves as souls. And um, if they don't come to regressionist, is there any way to do it? Or you don't know that part? That's out of, <laughs> a little bit out yeah. of your field? Or? It's not about feeling it. I mean, what I would say, I, I do believe if, if you leave something alone, it just doesn't automatically get better all by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so most people repress things. And, of yeah. course, then they think, well, I'm not thinking about the past, so it doesn't bother me. Oh, yes, it does. It's yeah. as if you've got this backpack strapped on your back and you're carrying all of that horrible, cruddy stuff in the, in the backpack. It's weighing you down. You are not free. Therapy sets you free. The aim of therapy is to lighten your load, let go of some of the stuff that you're carrying in the backpack so then you can walk more effectively and more freely into the future. 
So I think really therapy is very, very important. Yes, you can do self-therapy. And I think for some people getting involved spiritually and spiritual paths is useful. Um, anybody who learns to regularly meditate is doing some good work for themselves if they're doing good meditations, because that always will calm somebody down and will help them to become more balanced as individuals. But generally for me, therapy, I think, is a very important part of the process of healing for people on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one thing with anxiety, people can't seem to get calm enough to do it. You no, know, it's, uh, it, yeah. it's it's a tough deal, and it is so widespread right now. It's like there's an epidemic of anxiety. It really is, yeah. And um, what I see, and I this might be a little off the subject, <clears throat> is the kids, and of course, you know, anybody under 30 is a kid. So <laughs> um, the kids seem out of body. Now, after you do this work, do they seem more solid, more grounded, more able to be in body? Yeah, I think everybody does. They're more grounded in themselves, yes, mm-hmm. um, without a shadow of a doubt. There's just an energy shift. Um, the more in themselves, more calm, more grounded, more at more peace. More comfortable, yeah. Yes, yeah, more at ease. Yeah. When you go back and somebody comes to you with extreme anxiety, are you able to pinpoint it, or is it a culmination of a lot of lifetimes? It can be several things. Uh, my, I have a technique I use with clients once I've taken them into hypnosis in trance, where I get the subconscious mind, the deeper mind, to control one of the fingers or one of the hands. And mm-hmm. what happens is this, we get a movement, let's say a movement of a finger, which means the subconscious can then use that finger movement as a way of saying yes to any of my questions. So then I'm questioning the subconscious. Um, So let's say the client comes with anxiety. I'll take them into trance. I mean, sometimes they know exactly where it's from. They'll say, you know, um, I've had it since I was seven. When I was seven, my mother died. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, the chances are that's the cause of the problem, the trauma of the death of the mom. But in a lot of cases, a client will say, I've always had the problem. So I ask the subconscious, where is this coming from? Where is this anxiety coming from? Is it coming from this lifetime, anywhere in this life? And I'll wait to see if the finger moves. And if the finger moves, it says, yes, that means it's something in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. I'll then divide this life into five areas, the adult life, the adolescence, the childhood, the time of the birth and the time in the womb before birth. And I'll do the same. I'll ask if any of those periods of this life contain any traumas causing the anxiety, getting a yes or no response from a finger. I'll then ask, are there any past life causes to the anxieties? If I get a yes, I'll ask how many past lives. It may be three, four, five, six, seven past lives. Usually there's more than one. Mm -hmm. And then my next question is, are there any ancestral traumas which have been inherited causing the anxieties and if the subconscious says yes then we know we have to go ancestrally as well so for some clients it can be all three areas traumas in this life traumas in past lives traumas in ancestors lives for some clients it's just one area past lives or ancestral lives and then we go back into the past where we need to to re-experience the traumas to release them and then when the when the traumas are released, the client gets better. It's quite simple. 
Mm-hmm. It, it really is quite a simple process. And as long as we allow the subconscious to do the work, it knows where the client needs to be. It, it's this all-knowing, all-wise part of them that just knows what it needs to do. And if we let the subconscious do the work, it usually does the work for us. Can, can someone do this on themselves or is it very difficult? It's not easy to do it on yourself, but some people can. But usually it's best if they do some therapy with a therapist first and learn what the process is like and and to make Mm -hmm. sure that it's safe. I mean, most uh, regression sessions, it can be the the ones that are very unpleasant. You you need a therapist to be there with you. Mm -hmm. But if there are any traumas which are sort of pretty average traumas, you can probably release those yourself. Um, but it's usually best to have a therapist because it may be the therapist will see something that you're not aware of. Or it's uh, too big to see. Or it's too big to see. Or the, you know, right. the, I think it's always best to have a therapist. But you know, it is possible to some degree to do some of the work yourself and at least let go of some of the baggage in your own way, um, as long as you're comfortable with that and as long as it isn't too much. You know, if you're somebody who's got a massive problem, you need a therapist. Mm -hmm. Now, coming from ancestors, is that coming down through a DNA? But if it's DNA, it's physical. And how do you release that? Or is it an energy? It's both. It Uh is both, you know, Bob. My experience is that in many cases, it's like uh, in the genes, it's a genetic thing that is passed down. Um, So trauma comes from parent through to the son through to the grandson whatever um but it also can be an energy as well it can be both of those things Mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter it's the same process by releasing the trauma then the energy or the trauma leaves the person's genes and then Mm -hmm. the, the problem gets cleared up it just gets cleared up quite simply um, in something like drug use or alcoholism, um, mm. is it built on drug use in the past or alcoholism in the past or a past life or one uh, didn't go back to something you did in the past or is it based on a trauma and hiding, you know, using this to keep the pain yeah. down? You know, it usually is a means of anesthetizing inner pain. So the, the phrase that we have is that all addictions, and it doesn't matter what the addiction is, that substance is a way to anesthetize a person's inner emotional pain. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the alcoholic drinks to forget, etc. Mm-hmm. So um, what we're aiming to do is then work on that emotional pain and release it, and then the need to take that substance just dissolves away. So it, it, it isn't always that we've had drugs in a past life, so we're doing it now. Okay, that may come in in a small percentage of cases. Generally, whatever that substance is, is just a way of keeping the lid on the negative feelings inside. And so what we're aiming to do is release them. So... Um, I mean, sometimes it can be dramatic, Bob. This is unusual. I had one client, what, maybe 27 years ago. She she was almost forced to come to see me by her friend. Um, and she was an alcoholic, a functioning alcoholic. She'd been mm-hmm. drinking for 16 years. 
every night. She went to work every day. She arrived home at six o'clock and started drinking. Every night was three quarts of a bottle of brandy, et cetera, et cetera, a couple of bottles of wine, whatever. By nine o'clock, she was completely drunk. Um, and she looked terrible. She was overweight. Her skin was terrible. She, she was just in a bad way. And her friend made her come to see me. So she came to see me to prove to her friend that this clever Dick Burgess couldn't help her. That was what she <laughs> came to do, to prove that this flipping hypnotherapist, what did he know? He can't help me. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she sat in front of me and her body language was all closed down. But I'll give her a due. She, I guided her into trance mm -hmm. and she went back into a past life. She released a lot of emotion. She came out of trance. And ever since that day, she has never touched a drop of alcohol since that day. Wow. So this must be 26, 27 years ago. We did further sessions and she had past lives. One past life, she was in the First World War. She died in the trenches. In another past life, she was a Christian who was torn to pieces um, mm. in Roman times by the, in the amphitheaters, uh, by the wow. lions, etc. cetera. Um, in another past life, she was on a galleon in the 15th century and eating horrible ship's biscuits and stuff. So we did quite a bit more work, um, mm. but basically completely released all of that pain and trauma She's not touched a drop of alcohol since, and she got her life back. Um, that, I had a young lad with um, a drug ad, drug addiction. We did quite a lot of past lives. He no longer needs to take drugs anymore. Mm -hmm. So you do find it's mostly past life anxiety or past yes. life? Yes, it's a general anxiety, you could say, yeah, yeah. Yeah. rather than something specifically to that specific thing. All right, now this is a Puritan thing, you know, of are you allowed to get a quick fix on something? <laughs> you know, where where um, you don't have to work through it. It's really a quick fix. You come in and you get a therapy session, maybe three, and you're completely cleared. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's almost like this is cheating in a way. <laughs> in a way. But it yeah. works, yeah. And it works. It just depends on the person. Mm -hmm. um, generally, we, you know, we, we're doing quite a few sessions with people. You know, it's not always done in two or three sessions. It can be sometimes quite a lot of sessions. Yeah. But the good thing about this work, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work quickly. And that means that if I can't help somebody, well, I will know very, very quickly. And we stop wasting any time and any money. You know, I'm not one of these people who wants to see people for like people go to their analyst in the States. Of course, you, you wonderful Americans love going to the, your analyst yeah. and often people go for years and don't get any better. Mm -hmm. Well, in my job, if we're doing work and if after several sessions, maybe three, four, five, six sessions, if it isn't happening, I always say, I'm sorry, this isn't for you. It isn't going to work. Then maybe go and try something else. Right. Uh, it's got. To, it's always. You have to be honest with people. It's no good. Mm -hmm. yeah. How often is that that you can help? Or I, I estimate know, what, what I, is your success rate. I guess I'm asking. My estimate nowadays is about eighty percent of people get better. Oh, that's good. That's so it good. is. It is pretty high. Um, but they have to see through this, the course. You know, people don't just come and after one or two sessions get magically better. 
Mm-hmm. That occasionally happens, but generally it's a course of therapy and we have to work through the stuff and they keep getting better and better as we do more work. What about somebody who just has a part of their personality is, you know, either they're very shy or they're very abrupt or something mm. like that. That's kind of part of their personality. Can that be changed? It's hard to be shy in a world. It, well, you see, shyness for me is another word for lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. And uh, lack of confidence is caused by fear. So somebody who lacks confidence is living with fear inside them. And so, again, they're not free. Um, so I, I had a young lad came to me who was 18, and he had a severe lack of confidence, very shy. And he sat in front of me, and he wouldn't look at me in the eye. There was no eye contact. Uh, eye contact. And so I'm asking about how he felt. And he said, I just feel awful all the time, all day. I just feel uptight and tense inside. He said, I'm working in an office where they all think I'm weird. He said, because I don't interact with anybody. Mm-hmm. He said, I keep my head down. When they bring me some work to do, I put my hand out. I don't look at them. They give me the files. I put them on my desk, and I don't interact with anybody. He said, I'm not weird. He said, I just feel, I just lack confidence. Mm -hmm. So his subconscious indicated there was one past life causing that lack of confidence. And what happened is he went into the past life, and he was being executed in front of a crowd of people for some sort of misdemeanors. And he was terrified, you know, he's about to be killed. But what was worse was that he was the ringleader. So they made him watch his colleagues being put to death first before he himself was killed. And the crowd was baying for his blood. Um, And he went into, he wasn't, you know, it wasn't a nice experience, but we released that in one session. And he came back to me a couple of weeks later and he was a different human being. Wow. He walked into my office with his, he was shoulders up, back, head was upright. He was looking me in the eye. He was completely transformed just with that one session. Wow. So a lack of confidence is usually a fear that is locked inside somebody. Release the fear, they get better. Is that the same as phobias? Phobias are where there's an anxiety or a fear which is connected to a specific thing. So it's not a general thing, it's specific. So, And there are phobias for virtually everything, Barb. There are the com- common ones like flying and spiders and phobia of sick and metaphobia, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. And then there are the more unusual phobias. So, for example, there is a phobia of having peanut butter stuck to the roof of your mouth. What? <laughs> <laughs> It's got a really long, long name, as all the phobias have. The yeah. weirdest one I heard of was a lady in the UK, and her phobia was a phobia of the holes in the center of donuts. How could whenever, you- whenever she saw a donut, she flipped out. She just went to pieces. Wow. So she now, wasn't what? one of my clients, but... Um, oh, I was just wanted to see, what did you find <laughs> on that? <laughs> There's a phobia for virtually everything. Right. Uh, I mean, flying phobia is a classic. So I've had people who have been um, pilots in the First World War, let's say, uh, mm-hmm. who were shot down in the First World War and died. So, of course, their mind says flying equals death, so we don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. Um, in the book, I write about a client 
an English client, a lady with flying phobia. She had a past life in the Vietnam War as an American soldier, a male American soldier. And um, they were in a sort of a troop transporter flying over the jungle where they got shot down, but they survived. They managed to, they didn't, they, they, they crash landed in the jungle and survived the crash, but she was terrified. Um, not only because they could have died in the crash, but then as they came out into the jungle in the middle of nowhere, they had to find the way back to base, mm-hmm. um, knowing that at any second the Viet Cong could have rushed upon them or killed them. Right. So she did survive that and did get back to base, and we released all that trauma. And she then went flying. I think she went on holiday. Very often people come to me before the holidays saying, you know, I'm terrified. Can't um, do it, yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. And, of yeah. course, I've got, I've got a drawer full of postcards. I always say to my clients, send me a postcard when you get there. Let me know how it was. I've got a, a drawer full of postcards from 29 <laughs> years with a flying wow. phobic. Yeah. Um, how about anybody who's committed suicide? What, what does that bring yeah, into this lifetime? Yeah, it does bring in trauma into this life, you know. So suicide is not the answer um, because it means that we'll bring all of that energy into another lifetime. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, it's the same process from regression perspective. We go back into the death and relive the suicide and release the death trauma, and then the person is sort of freed up from that. Um, but uh, what I'm saying is, you know, d- suicide is not the answer because mm-hmm. we've got to, we'll just take that into our next life. Wow. So if it's not released, do you continue, or you might not know this, do you continue to do the same thing? I, I think no. what happens is you just bring the, the unhappiness and mm-hmm. the desperateness and the despair from the past life that caused you to kill yourself you bring it into this life, it's in the subconscious, it's playing out over and over every day without you realizing. Boy, and depression right. is a classic, of course, uh, in those terms. You do a lot of work Dep- with depression. Depression is curable. I'm tired of people who go to doctors and get antidepressants because they're given antidepressants based on a lie that the doctors get brainwashed with, that depression is caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain. There is no evidence, no independent scientific evidence for that at all. It's basically a lie that was created by drug companies to sell antidepressants. Depression is caused by locked-in anger. And underneath anger, there is always sadness. So this is why depression is characterized by melancholy. Mm -hmm. Because the locked-in anger is turned back in on the person, but there's sadness underneath that. If we're able to work on the causes, I had a lady who came with severe depression. There were eight past lives causing the depression. And we worked through all of those eight past lives. In one of the past lives, um, she was a very poor flower seller in Victorian London, living on the breadline, desperately trying to sell flowers every day in the streets to people. And she got more and more sick and um, because she was malnourished. And one day she went to a quack doctor hoping he could help her. And he took her in and he raped her and then killed her. 
Oh, so that's pretty traumatic. Yeah. In in another past life, um, she had a young son who died, and she never came to terms with the death of that little boy. Mm-hmm. In another of the past lives, she, I think she was hung as a witch, and she wasn't a witch. And by the way, I've had hundreds of clients over the years in regression who have had past lives where they were killed as as being witches. And usually they weren't. Wow. Um, so she was hung as a witch and she wasn't. In another of the past lives, she, she was a soldier who ran away from a battle um, and was felt so guilty that then he, he did actually, he, he did die. Uh, but he carried that guilt with him. So he cleared all of those eight past lives the depression was completely released, completely released. Wow. Um, for several years after our work together, I saw her um, in the streets in the city where I used to live. Not selling and flowers, right? Not selling flowers. <laughs> 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 and she, she was completely well. You know, oh, it didn't right. come back. Yeah. So depression, depression in most cases has an emotional cause. And if we can get to that and release it, the person gets better. I want to ask one quick question, and then I want you to tell everyone where they can get hold of you. I, okay, I have two quick questions. That's one okay. is, can you work with somebody who is medicated, who is taking antidepressants? Does that impact in any way? My experience is that in 25% of cases, when a person is taking medication like antidepressants, anti-anxiety tablets, high blood pressure medication, it gets in the way of the therapy. It stops the therapy because the effect of that medication is to keep the lid on the emotional pressure cooker. Okay, yeah. What I wanted to do is to take the lid off the emotional pressure cooker to let the pressure out. Mm-hmm. So in about 25% of cases, it stops the therapy, and, I, and we can't do regression. But in 75% of cases, we can still do the work, and it doesn't get in the way. Oh, that's great. Um The other one I wanted to ask you quickly, but actually we'll probably have to go straight to how do we get hold of you and do work over Zoom? (laughs) Yeah, I do all of my work online nowadays and I love it. It works so well, Bob. I cannot believe this last year has transformed my work. Um, I've got clients in 16 countries around the world and I actually love working online now. It works so very, very well. Um, The way to get hold of me, my main website is lionheart-training.com. That's lionheart as in Richard the Lionheart, lionheart Mm -hmm. lionheart-training.com. I do have a uh, a WordPress site with lots of blogs and podcasts on that I've made. <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, and that's called hypnoblogpod.wordpress.com. Uh, hypnoblogpod, hypnoblogs and podcasts.wordpress.com. <coughs> excuse me. My Facebook page is the same as the book title, The Power of Past Life Regression. Which is out uh, the, right now. Your book is out now. The book is out now. It's available right. on all outlets. It's also available as an audio book. I recorded it last year as well. Great. So it's an audio book on Amazon and Audible. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite thing I like Facebook. to recommend. That, 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 that's available everywhere. You can you can add, you can you can buy it through Audible. You can buy it through Amazon. But um, I mean, also you have a Facebook page under the name. Yeah, my Facebook yeah. page is the Power of Past Life Regression. Yeah. What I okay. always like to get people to look at is my YouTube channel, which is free, which contains free hypnotherapy recordings. 
that's for everybody to use. It's my way of giving back to the world, and that's called Hypno for All, H-Y-P-N-O, the number four, A-L-L, Hypno for All, 21 free hypnotherapy recordings for people to to feel good about themselves with. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. It's been fascinating. I always wish we had more time, (laughs) but um, so many more questions. Uh, But thanks so much for being here, Steve. And I wish you great luck with your book. It should be out there with everyone. Thank you, Bob. Thanks. It's my privilege. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure being with you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.